promised, today you guys are lucky. This is going to be a good Sunday morning. As promised, we are teaching you guys the greatest question ever. Now, just so you know, as soon as we started telling people, hey, be here the Sunday after Christmas, because we're going to teach the greatest question ever, people are asking me, Delana, what is the greatest question ever? I'm like, you got to be there. So you guys are the lucky ones. Like I was made, they, they wanted to know. They wanted to know. So you guys are lucky because you are here. And I find it so fitting too, because I think at the end of the year, which by the way, can you believe it's already the end of the year, last Sunday of 2014? It's crazy. But I think, <laughs> I think by the end of the year, we're left oftentimes with more questions than answers. I think the main one being where the heck did 2014 go? That's the main question that we're asking. But, as you guys look forward to 2015, you are, you're left with questions. You're wondering about the year. You're planning out the year and you're thinking to yourself, should I, should I go for that goal this year? Okay. Should I, should I try to plan that trip this coming year? Should, should we, should we think about moving this year? Should we, should we buy that house this year? Should we, should we think about having kids this year? And if my mother-in-law and my mom are listening, quit pressuring me. It will happen in due time. You know, but there are, there are, there are all these questions that we have that we're thinking about the new year. So here's why I'm excited. Because the question that I'm going to teach you today is a question that will help you answer just about every other question in life. This is a question that will help you answer just about every other question in life. As a matter of fact, if you had had this question, this question I'm about to you, if you had had this question, you could have possibly avoided the greatest regret in your life. Whatever, whatever the greatest regret that you have in life or one of the biggest regrets that you have in life, whether it was that relationship, that, that thing that happened, or even just that one night, that spring break, that weekend, whatever your greatest regret in life, had you had asked this question, you could have possibly avoided. My hope is that now that you will learn this question today, that you'll take it with you in the future and you will avoid some future greatest regrets. This question will save you a ton of time, will save you a ton of money and a ton of heartache, a ton of time, a ton of money. Just for that reason alone, you guys should be excited about this question. And now here's what I need from you. What I want from you from the future from now on is that I want you to ask this question at every opportunity that you have at every decision that you have to make in life, at every invitation that you have in life. Every opportunity, every decision, every invitation in life, I want you to ask this question. Now, the question comes from the Apostle Paul. Now, if you don't know who the Apostle Paul is, and and I believe most of you already do, but just in case you don't, the Apostle Paul was a Jewish leader, and uh, he was self-proclaimed very good at his job of persecuting and killing Christians. Like this was his, this was his job. This is what he was good at. He was, he was the man when it came to that particular thing. And then Paul had an experience with Jesus. Paul had an experience with God and had a radical transformation. I mean, it went from literally persecuting and killing Christians to in one day becoming one of the biggest uh, leaders of the early church, one of the biggest leaders of the Christian movement or the movement that they called the way back then. And so what Paul did as he became one of these leaders of the church, he actually would write letters to different churches in different areas. So he would write letters, different churches, different areas. And a lot of times in these letters, 
What you'll find is that he's offering encouragement, that he's offering instruction, that he's offering guidance. This is part of his, what he feels is calling. He's offering encouragement, he's offering guidance, he's offering instruction. And now one of the letters that he's write, that he writes is to the church of Ephesus, and we titled Ephesians. It's actually a, tr- a letter that went out all over the place, and we just caught it, and we called it Ephesians. And what you need to know about it, uh, Ephesus is this, is that it was a port city, all right? So it was a port city. It was kind of crazy going on. I think in California, we are fully aware that anytime you get close to water, you get close to crazy. All right. I don't know what it is, but all you have to do is travel down. And then if you just go over to Santa Cruz, go by the beach and just watch. And all of a sudden you're going to see something crazy happen. Anytime you're by water, you see crazy. And back in this time, it was no different. So Paul's trying to offer instruction because the people in Ephesus lived in a time where there were no real moral boundaries. It was, I will do what I want, whenever I want, however I want. This is how I'm going to live my life. And you can't tell me any different. And so he writes to the people of Ephesus, the Christians over there. And he's like, Hey, look guys, we need to live our lives set apart. We need to live life just a little bit differently. We need to go about our way. We need to be set apart. So I'm going to give you some instruction. I'm going to give you some guidance. And so in this letter, what we find is some very specific instructions things like you know quit quit getting drunk off of wine quit yelling at people quit rage quit all he's 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 giving very very specific instructions but you get this sense that as he's writing this letter he realizes this is a hard sell right this is okay i'm asking these people to completely be different from all those around them i'm asking these people to live a lifestyle that they are not used to, to live a lifestyle that around them is going to look completely odd. They're going to stand out in the crowd. They're going to stick out like a sore thumb. So, so here, here's what I need to do. I need to take a step back. This is a point. I need to take a step back and I need to give them more of a, instead of these specifics, I need to give them more of a general, general statement right now. And, and this is the statement that he gives. And this is the next few verses that he gives. And this is where we get the greatest question ever. It's found in Ephesians and this is what the Bible actually says. So, Bible says in Ephesians 5, Be careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. And he's like, okay guys, this, this, this is what I need you to understand. I just need you to be careful. I need you to be aware. More importantly, I need you to be intentional. I need you to be intentional about how you live, okay? Not as unwise, but as wise making the most of every opportunity because these days are evil. So very quickly, he says, listen, being careful makes you wise. I need you to think about the people you're spending time with. I need you to think about the decisions you're making. I need you to think about what you're doing over the weekends. I need you to think about everything that you're going. This is this is wise. Unwise is just being careless. That's what he equals unwise, equates unwise to, is just being completely careless. I need you to act as wise and not as unwise, and here's why. Because the days are evil. Now, with, uh, with this time of day, or this, this, this day and time, it was very similar to how we live today. In terms of, if I were to simply go along with culture, lift my feet and ride the roller coaster that is culture, I will most likely end up in a place that I will not be happy with. He's saying, look, the days are evil. If you were to simply lift your feet and ride the roller coaster that is culture, you will most likely end up in a place that you are not happy with. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, 
if you, as parents, think about this, as parents, you know this. This is why you are so concerned with the decisions and the people your teenagers hang out with. Because you're fully aware that if I lift my feet and just ride the roller coaster of culture, that I will most likely end up in a place that I do not want to be. So Paul says, look, just be aware. I need you to be careful because if you just go along with things, if it's just, hey, we won't worry about that. If you just go along, it's not like you're going to wake up and feel or be extremely successful or be in a place that you're happy with. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Understand what the Lord's will is. And I love this verse because essentially what he's saying is this. I want you to face reality because deep down you guys know what to do. Deep down you guys know what to do. Especially as Christians because Christians are amazing at fooling themselves. Like we are the easiest people to deceive because we know there we know we do things sometimes and we are incredible mind ninjas in our own head. We could come up with the most amazing and we could actually say whatever excuse we're giving for the action that we're doing. And if we tell somebody else, it actually sounds kind of good. Like we are incredible at that. And Paul is saying, look, I just need you to face reality. I just needed you to take a second. I just need you to understand what the Lord's will is. What is the Lord's will for you to live a life, for you to set the bar at wise and not unwise? I need you to set the bar up here and not down here. This is the standard. This is what God's will is for you. So now we come to the greatest question ever. Just looking at this, this is the greatest question ever. This is the question that we want you asking at every opportunity, every decision, and every invitation. It's this. What is the wise thing to do? What is the wise thing to do? Now, some of you feel like that is really good. And the rest of you are like, are you kidding me, Delano? You have hyped this thing up for weeks. You sold me in your opening, and that is the best you can do. What is the wise thing to do? But listen, I do not want you to miss how profound this is. I do not want you to miss how incredibly important this question is in terms of every single aspect of your life. And here's why. Because oftentimes, even as Christians, we make decisions based off the lowest common denominator. We make decisions based off the lowest common denominator. The questions that we ask ourselves are questions like this. The questions that we ask ourselves are, well, is it, is it morally wrong? Is it morally wrong? And just so you know, that's, that's an okay question. That's not a great question. That's not, even, uh, that's not even really a good question. And here's why. Because you can completely mess up your life, and I think we know this, we could completely mess up our lives on completely moral decisions. This question alone does not bring extreme clarity like what is the wise thing to do. This question alone, and, and that's okay, because even as young Christians, we're taught, well, no, you need to know the difference between right and wrong, and that's absolutely important. I'm not saying go out of here and do everything that's morally wrong. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying, though, is this question, the, the bar's down here with this particular question. And what is the wise thing to do brings the bar way, way up here, so much higher than this question. As a matter of fact, I would argue 
I would argue, if you really think about it, and follow along with me, if you really think about it, no marital affair ever started with a morally wrong decision. Think about this. No marital affair has ever started with a morally wrong decision. It started with an unwise decision. It started with maybe spending too much time at the cubicle. Now, is it morally wrong to go chat it up with a coworker? No. So if I only ask myself, is this morally right or morally wrong, I'm still going to do it. I'm so, is it morally wrong to Facebook message somebody? Just, I'm just going to go check. I'm just going to, no, it's a, thou shall not Facebook thy ex-girlfriend. It's not in the Bible. Like, we don't know this, right? It's a, we can fool ourselves. We can talk ourselves into it. And that, and that's one of the, what's one of the things that's so great about this question is it brings extreme clarity. In fact, some of you want to avoid this question from now on because you know the second you answer it, you will know exactly what you should or should not do. But think about it. Is it morally wrong to pick up the phone? Is it morally wrong to go out for a cup of coffee? No. But is it the wise thing to do? And then our next lowest common denominator, we do things like, will I get caught? Now, just so you know, if you're asking the question, will I get caught, that already alone should be an indicator that it's something you shouldn't be doing. But it's true. We ask ourselves, if, as if to say, if I don't get caught, then there are no repercussions or there is nothing bad going to happen. Now, uh, here, here's something for you to know. Just because you don't get caught doesn't mean there aren't repercussions. There are things beyond what we could see when our mind were just calculating out, okay, if they caught me, they'd be upset and that would be the only repercussion. But just because I don't get caught... And, and, you, and again, parents, you know this. Your kids try to get away with this kind of stuff all the time. Just because you don't get caught doesn't mean there aren't repercussions. That, that, that question should even be on the plate for us right now. The next question, is anyone else doing it? Is any, this is how we make decisions. And, and, and it may not be something that's even on the conscious level, but even on the subconscious level, these are the things that you're, that are going through your mind. Is anyone else doing it? As a matter of fact, even as adults, you think this is something that I could only, I should only be teaching your teenagers, which I have, by the way. I did a, literally seven weeks on this question with your teenagers, right? And, and this was a big one for them, but it's, I would argue that it's a big one for adults too. That is anyone else doing is a, is a huge one. Even as I get older, I recognize this is still this is still a theme in adulthood. This is even as I get closer to thirty, this is still a theme. I'll give you an example, right? Is anyone else taking out a thirty-year adjustable rate mortgage with a balloon payment, no money down, right? And the two thousand seven version of all of us said, "Yeah, absolutely." Well, everyone's doing it. Right. Is 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 so and so going on vacation this year? You know, what? I, I, I deserve a vacation. I know I don't have it in the budget, but I, I deserve a vacation this year. Is is so and so having kids? Right. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe maybe we should start. Thinking, yeah, I think we should start thinking about having kids. Is anyone else doing it and again? Even as adults, we are absolutely susceptible to this. We tend to make decisions based off the lowest common denominator. And as Christians, as Christians. We are called to raise the standard and live our life and make our decisions now at the highest common denominator, which is what is the wise thing to do. Now, if we know that days are evil, if we know we need to act as wise and as unwise, 
Right now, what I want to do is I want to add three dimensions to this question. Because if you feel like the question is a little flat, if you, live, if you feel like it's a little oversimplistic, it's still an amazing question, and, and I hope that's clear. But if it's still feeling a little flat, um, I'm going to go ahead and add a few more dimensions. And the first dimension that I want to add to the question is this, is in light of my past experience, what is the wise thing to do. So we know the greatest question is, what is the wise thing to do? It brings ultimate clarity to my decisions in life. It's way much of a higher bar than it is a low bar compared to all the other questions that I typically ask myself. But let me go ahead and add an extra dimension to this. In light of my past experience, what is the wise thing to do? Now, here's the thing. Your past experience is your past experience. I know that wasn't extremely profound, but follow me here. It's like, your past experience is your past experience. It is specific to you. Your life looks different from my life, and my life looks different from your life. And your past experience can lead you to making a wise decision. As a matter of fact, I'll put it like this. How many of you have ever uh, been in a situation where you just knew, okay, based off of what happened last time, I don't know if I should go to that thing. Based off of what happened last time, based off of where I woke up last time, I don't know if I should spend more time with those people. You could absolutely use your past experience to make a wise decision. Based off of last time I loaned my in-laws money, what happened then? Based off of last time I made that kind of purchase, what is the wise thing to do? In light of the last decision of my, in light of the last time I did something like that, what is the wise thing to do? It brings extreme clarity. I'll give you an example. I'm going to talk about me for a second because we like to talk about my junk. And uh, I remember as, as uh, you know, growing up, I was always a little bit of a car guy. It's kind of how I related to my dad. We didn't have a ton in common, but we always had cars in common. So I always had a little bit of car knowledge, and I always enjoyed working on cars and that sort of thing. And so growing up, I was really into, like, the you know, like Fast and Furious scene, right? And in the Hondas and Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, you know, I was all about that growing up. And so I remember at the time, I started getting really into like those tuner magazines, like the Hondas and the, and, but I learned very quickly as, as a, um, as a teenager that, uh, when you walk down the magazine aisle and start looking for car magazines, that typically there are car magazines and then there are ladies on top of these cars, just, you know, just exposed, just posing right there. And I quickly found myself no longer looking at cars and more just flipping through for the ladies, right? Like this is, this is what I found myself doing. Now at a certain point I realized, okay, this is not what I want to do anymore. This is not what I want to do anymore. So here's what I have to do. In light of my past experience, is it the wise thing for me to do to walk down a magazine aisle? Now, if I stuck with the lowest common denominator, if I stood with the lowest common denominator and I said, is this the wise thing to do? Is this, I'm sorry, is this morally wrong? No. I mean, it's not morally wrong. People walk down magazine aisles all the time. There is no 11th commandment. Stay away from aisle 7. There is nothing like that. There's nothing like that, right? 
So I'm going to go ahead and do it. Is this morally wrong? No, it's not morally wrong. Is anyone else doing it? Yeah, everyone else is doing it. I mean, people read magazines all the time. Why? That sounds weird. Delano, you sound strange by not doing that. It sounds odd by not doing that. But, Delano, is it the wise thing to do? And for me, the answer is no. Based off of my past experience, the answer is no. Now, based off of your past experience, it's probably not a problem at all. You guys might be judging me right now. I don't know. For your past experience, it, it, it could be no thing at all whatsoever. Based off of your past experience, what is the wise thing to do? Based off the last time you went through this, based off the last time you spent time with that person, based off the last time you spent that money, based off the last credit card bill, based off the la- based off my past experience, in light of my past experience, what is the wise thing to do? Now, dimension number two is this. In light of my current circumstances, what is the wise thing to do? In light of what is going on in my life right now, this moment, this situation, what is the wise thing to do? I just got married two years ago next month, and um, for me... That is my current circumstance. Amazing, wonderful circumstance, by the way, baby. She's in the back. A wonderful, love this circumstance. Couldn't be better circumstance. Great circumstance, right? But here's the thing. Based off of my current circumstances, my decisions are different than they were three years ago. All right? It's like, okay, well, I'm married now. And what might have even been an okay, wise decision in the past, right now, that that might not be the wisest thing. Based off the fact that I have more responsibilities now, based off the fact that I have rent, based off the fact that I have, you know, just extra life stuff, I got life insurance now, I feel grown, I got all kinds of stuff, right? Maybe it's not the wisest thing for me to go make that purchase. Maybe it's not the wisest thing for me to go hang out with the guys all weekend. Maybe it's not the wisest thing for me to get up and just go on this trip. Maybe it's not the wisest thing. Now, it's not that those things were bad. It's not that those things were morally wrong. It's not like I was doing anything crazy if I were making those kind of decisions. But based off my current circumstance, based off your current circumstance, what is the wise thing to do? Based off your current job circumstance, what is the wise thing. Maybe it's not the wisest thing to be up all night, you know, on Sunday night and you got to you got to fly a plane on Monday morning. I don't know. Whatever your current circumstance is, what is the wise thing to do? Based off the fact that you just had kids, based off the fact that you, you know, you're working, you're trying to work on your education or you just graduated school. What is the wise thing to do? Now, the third dimension Probably the most important one, I think, in terms of the most impact. Because a lot of these things, you know, we're right in the middle of them or they were in the past. And, okay, we, I, I see what I did there. I can't change the past, but they do help, it does help me make a white decision in the future. But now, the third dimension I do think will have the most impact on your life, and it's this. Based off my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? Based off my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? Now, you have hopes and you have dreams. And it is never worth trading in those hopes and dreams for something now that you will not have in the future. Follow along with me as I say that. You have hopes and you have dreams. 
it is never worth trading in those hopes and dreams for something now that won't be with you in the future. Your future. What is it that you want your future marriage to look like? In fact, what is it that you just want your future to look like? What is it you want your future career to look like? Your future relationships to look like? Your future positions in your jobs to look like? In light of that, what is the wise thing to do? In light of what I desire, what I believe God has for me in the future, in light of that, what is the wise thing to do? And think about it, because as you begin to think about the future, it will bring extreme clarity to your life. It will give you that motivation to make the wise decision in the moment. And again, this is so much better than what is morally right and morally wrong. That's the lowest standard for us, especially as Christians. That's, that's the lowest standard. That, that should even be, we should be way beyond that question. This is the new bar. This is way better than is anyone else doing it. This is way better than is this legal or is this, is this illegal? What, this is way better than you know, is, is so-and-so doing this? Is so-and-so going on this trip? Is so-and-so doing this in their job? It's way better than those questions. What is the wise thing to do? And as a matter of fact, just so it's solidified, you guys are going to do me a favor. Let's bring it all together now, and you guys are going to repeat after me. So let's put that up on the screen, okay? Repeat after me. In light of my past experience, that's good, my current circumstance, And my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? All right, we're going to do it again because I really want it in your head. Let's do it again. In light of my past experience, my current circumstance, and my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? Now, now that you have this question, don't you wish you had this question when you were younger? It brings just incredible, incredible clarity. Don't you wish you had this question last week? Some of you, don't you wish you had this question last night? Right? Don't you wish that this question has been with you this entire time? My encouragement to you is this, is that now you have it. Now you have the greatest question ever. Now you have this question so that hopefully you can avoid some of the biggest mistakes some of the greatest regrets that you will see in life. We could be better off, so much better off financially. We could be so much better off emotionally. We could be so much better off relationally if we not only ask this question, but we apply this question. Because here's what I do know about people. And and I've been getting an education in people the last couple years doing this, and I've really enjoyed it. But here's what I know about people, is that nobody plans... Nobody plans to mess up their life. Like, it's not like somebody wakes up and says, you know, I want to mess up my life today. This is good. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to ruin my marriage. Go pick up my dry cleaning. It should be good. It's going to be a good day. Like, nobody wakes up. Nobody plans on messing up their lives. Like, nobody plans to make their greatest regret or make their biggest mistake. But here's the problem. Nobody plans not to. I don't even know if that's proper English. But does that make sense? Nobody plans to mess up their life. The problem is that nobody plans not to mess up their life. This question right here, the greatest question ever, what is the wise thing to do? In light of my past experience, my current circumstance, and my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? That question is how you plan not to. 
This question is how you plan not to mess up your life. Asking this question at every decision, every opportunity, and every invitation is how you plan not to mess up your life. Now, if you were God and you loved your people like I know God loves us, all throughout the Old and New Testament, as Christians, we are called to live at the standard of what is wise. This is not just found in Ephesians. This is not just Paul. This is found all throughout the Old and New Testament. As Christians, we are called to not live at the lowest standard of just what is morally right. Yes, that's important. I'm not saying go out of here and be acting crazy morally wrong, right? That's not what I'm saying. We are not called to live at the standard of is anyone else doing it? We are not called to live at the standard of will I get caught? As Christians, now if if you're not a Christian here today, you're lucky because you get to choose, right? You're you're lucky because you get to choose whether or not. And I would think even as somebody who may not be a Bible-believing Christian, even as somebody who may not be a Jesus follower, you have to admit that if you apply this question and you ask this question, it will bring extreme clarity to all the decisions in your life. But for us in here who are Christians, who do follow Christ, we are called to live at the standard of what is the wise thing to do. So again, one last time, in light of my past experience, my current circumstance, and my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing for me to do? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your wisdom, God. We thank you so much that you called us to not just live at the lowest standard, but to live at the highest standard that you have given us. You have called us to live at the standard of what is wise. And God, oftentimes that is much easier said than done. As a matter of fact, it's oftentimes why we avoid the question. It's because we know it will bring extreme clarity, God. But my prayer for uh, my church family is this, is that not only will they ask the question, not only will they apply it to their lives, God, but my prayer is that they will live this life out, God, that they will apply this question to every decision, every opportunity, every invitation, God, and they will reap the harvest and the blessing that is living a wise life. God, we thank you so much for all that you have done for us. God, we thank you for all of your wisdom. That is our prayer in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Well, thank you guys for listening this morning. I-